Yeah. I miss a good car bomb. Yeah. Yeah, whiskey. Or we miss some Bailey's. Bailey's. Welcome to Um That Just Happened, the drunk podcast that makes your commute suck a little bit less. Hopefully not when you are commuting. Are you drunk? UTJH, 99. But wait, Ooh. there's more. Ooh. Pre-recording at the FTC, editing at Lazarus Space Studios. Recording for posterity on April 8th. We aired on April 16th, reminding you that April showers make Leonardo happy. Recording in closed captions, where available. We submit for approval your weekly source of audio debauchery. I'm Rodney Sinio. I'm Adam Flores. And I'm Steve McGuire. Man, no, doesn't give us any time to set him up or anything. Just like he's the third member of the podcast. I was hoping Rodney would do it. <laughs> and that's, only, that's only because I hear your voice way too often. That's true. And you how, love it. How, how do we intro Stephen McGuire? What, what's, I don't know. Uh, usually it's you, like, uh, you know, the, the bastardized love child between Rodney and myself. That, one plus one equals Steve McGuire right here. Yeah. We're, we're racially even. <laughs> For once. <laughs> For the first time ever, we're racially even. One plus one. And not on the uh, Army of Two. Mm. Speaking of which, I hope you guys really enjoyed our uh, Army of Two episode from last week where we talked about Batman v Superman. Yeah, don't take it as we justice. hate the movie. I, I love the movie. I just wish it were, my overall impression is I wish it were two separate movies. Yeah. Yeah, it's, again, it's same thing with me. It's not that I didn't like the movie at all. I absolutely loved the movie. I think it was a great time, but bring on Civil War. Which, we're going to talk to... Yeah, we'll, go, we'll talk I about guess. Civil War when when uh, we get to the fuck you department, Summer. I think that's it. You want to jump right into shout-outs? Let's do some shout-outs. Let's do some shout-outs. <laughs> hey, shout-out to Maria. Arbitrary shout-out, apparently. Fuck you, Steve McGuire. Bring your trickles. Shout-out to... Uh, I don't, think, I don't think I got any other shout-outs. I'm like, shout-out to... Actually, by the time this airs, CC will be three. So, shout-out to Cecilia. Love you very much. You are awesome. And it will be my anniversary by the time this airs. It'll be my four-year anniversary. So, secondary shout-out to Maria for our anniversary. I love you very much. You are the sunshine of my life. The apple of my eye. Cream of my coffee. The end. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to Courtney for taking the girls out to dinner so I could be here tonight. Has she listened? She did. I played uh, two episodes for her today. The one I apologized the whole time, and as I apologize to you guys for having to hear my voice the entire time. <laughs> did she like it? She's like, yeah, you just sound like yourself. And I was like, I would have hung myself if I had listened to me for 15 years. Shout-out to my boy, Rob. He had a hard time in life, and everything's getting better. Shout-out to you guys for having me again. You know it. Rodney? Shout-out to the wife. My wife. Obligatory shout-outs. Uh, shout-out to Jill for the Dr. Luke and Dr. Jill episode. Oh, yeah. Really good shows lately on the Get Not that we ever have bad shows, but it's... No. Uh, yeah, but cool. I feel like everyone's stepping up their game in a great way. Yeah, yeah. We gotta... I haven't heard the the two Dr. Luke's and the Doctors Are In special. Oh, it's good. I haven't heard either of them. I just listened to Finish Something Gate, which is why we're going to talk about that. Love hearing our voices on other podcasts or our shout-outs from other podcasts. Yeah. I still get excited about that. Yeah. Um, get a little geeked. Not going to lie. Dr. Jill at one point said, oh, Rodney, move the needle a little bit. <laughs> and I, I, That happens every time Jared mentions me on something gate. That's <laughs> like, I, I, I sent that message. Yeah, she said like, oh, Rodney, like she knew who I was. I was like, no, I guess she listens. We'll find out. Cheers to Jilly. Hey, Jill. Um, so, uh, shout out to those of us who have birthdays coming up. Uh, shout out to Brian, Brittany, Claude, Mary. Eric Pacini's birthday's coming up. Eric Pacini's birthday is coming up. Yeah. He will be here f- next week, hopefully, for the 100th episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to my brother-in-law, Manny. <coughs> uh, shout out to my friend, Jared De La Chase, a different Jared on the West Coast. And, uh, Beth. There can be only one. Shout out to Jared DB. 
who said that Jared and I have to apparently have a Highlander-style tournament to choose who's going to actually be who we are. <laughs> I don't know. Great idea, though. I'm down for it. Are you guys the Borg? The Borg. All right. So, I want to hear some theme music. Boom. That was seamless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, podcast news. Uh, we are all over the map this week. Literally? On all, yeah, the listeners. Uh, let's start with the domestics. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri, back on the map. Uh, thanks for listening. Janesville, Wisconsin, Austin, Texas, Grapevine, Texas, where they've heard of us. Fort Lauderdale, Tingsboro, Maine, Joliet, Illinois, which... Surprisingly, Get Disease Network's in Joliet. Well, I guess it counts as Lockport, but kind of strange to see them on the map. Dayton, Ohio, Woodland, California, Lanham, Maryland, or whatever MD stands for. Yeah. Uh, internationally, we have uh, Goaina, Brazil. Obrigado. London, UK, Hastings, New Zealand, Kiwis Down Under. Hello, hello. Herrera, Zimbabwe. I don't even know where that is. It's right by Ghana. It's I don't Zimbabwe. know if that's true. Mm, Somewhere know. in Africa. I don't know what Zimbabwe is. Sorry, but thanks for listening. Appreciate the follows. Um, Ismalia, Egypt, and Canada, our biggest international our biggest international ratings. <laughs> in Montreal, Winnipeg, Canada, Ontario, and Tokyo. Oh, not Tokyo is not Canada. Tokyo, Japan. <laughs> Here we that's go. right by Winnipeg. Here we go with the Reds again. Um, <laughs> thanks to our loyal listeners in our uh, repeat cities. Aurora, Chicago, Wichita, Kansas, San Jose, Mountain View, California, Long Beach, and L.A. to round out the uh, West Coast. Ashburn, Virginia, Hanover Park, Miami, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Amsterdam, and Sao Paulo, Brazil. Abrigado otra vez. If otra vez is how you say it. More podcast news. Uh, we have a new segment Ooh. starting today. We've put enough great ideas out in the internet, which... You're welcome, by the way. So we're going to start putting out ideas, maybe not on a weekly basis, but we're going to start talking about them on the news segment in hopes that people might actually send us money so we can retire and actually do this podcast for a living. Awesome. My million dollar idea this week. Is that what the new segment's going to be called? Yeah. Well, we're just going to go right into it. Well, hold on. Now let's get into it. We've got to separate the topics a little bit. We don't want to just dive right in because oh. then people are going to be thrown off. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't figure we had theme music. But if well, you have theme music ideas, music. Uh, let us know. Just cha-ching. Call into the hotline. Fuck pie U-T-J-H. That's uh, fuck spelled like Spanish rape because there's no C. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Million dollar idea of the week. Bat pawns For the women who love Batman. Think about it. The commercial sells itself. I got it right here. Ladies, do you bleed? You will, once a month, and when you feel like the red drapes are coming, or your flow is going to be super. Trust the man with the plan who can stop anything super. The Dark Knight and his dark pawns. Bat pawns. That's interesting. What, can it be in the shape of a battering, or do you think that's too... Sharp? I mean, it could come with wings, right? Or is that bat pads? Will it have a little gun, like his grappling hook? That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Guess it's that time of the month. <laughs> Have the strangling. <laughs> That'd be fucking cool. Huh. Bat puns. Bat puns. Because you gotta have a plan. Hmm. Million dollar deal. You're welcome, internet. We, we should start a Kickstarter for that. Oh, people will fucking kill for it. Now, which bat symbol are I we I mean, who wouldn't on? want Ben Affleck in their vagina? That's what's really important, is what style Batman symbol are we gonna put on there? Well, you'd have one with Ben Affleck's face. You know which one you can do? Is the Thomas Wayne bat symbol. The one that's red and black? <laughs> that way it just bl- or it turns red as it, as it fills. <laughs> Nightwing maxi pads. It brings a whole different meaning to Red Hood, that's for sure. That's what it should be shaped like, the helmet of the Red Hood. (laughs) 
Why don't they just make red ones to start with? Is it so that women could at least see when it's over with? Because, I mean, why have it white? I don't know. It's fucking stupid. That's like... Because dye is expensive? Well, now there's not going to be a tax on them, right? They're saying that they're not going to tax it anymore? I wonder if something? there are any Japanese cotton maxi pads. Japanese cotton tampons. With just fucking Egyptian silk? They're shaped like pandas. <laughs> what kind of Asian <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, actually. I'd buy one. Panda pads? Just dip them in Kool-Aid and slip them over. Slip them dry. Man, you say pandas and I want koala yummies. Have you ever had koala yummies? Not not in the recent past. Well, they have the panda ones now. Like, at Target, they have the panda cookies. It's the exact same thing. It's just instead of koalas, it's pandas. So, check that shit out. We're, we're a Teddy Graham's household at my house. No, no, no. Where's no. the filling? Exactly. Dude, don't fucking act like koala yummies aren't better than This week's grapes. left or right. Yeah. <laughs> Koala yummies or Teddy Grahams? I go with Koala yummies all day, every day. Yeah, but in all fairness, Teddy Grahams had the better commercial. And you can pour Teddy Grahams in a bowl and be a real fat guy and eat them with milk. You can do that with Koala yummies? Not, not with the cream filling. That's just that's gluttony, sir. Yeah, that's crossing the line. Because <laughs> that's too much. Between the two of those, that's you know, that's the line in the sand right there. <laughs> so if you have a million idea, million million ideas. If you have a million dollar idea that you want to share with us that we could pass as our own and hopefully get some money, make sure to call the hotline. Fuck Pi UTJH with no C. Spanish rape. Hi, 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 hi. That's what she'll be saying. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I don't think anything's funnier to me than the whole dolphin thing. <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite jokes in general. And then when I heard it on the last podcast, I was in tears. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying, bro. I was driving to work. And I had to pull, I literally had to pull over because I was laughing too hard. And I completely forgot to mention it last week, but man, that was so funny. All right, let's move on. All right, moving on to the um, I just saw portion of the evening. Um, I just rewatched again Street Fighter Assassin's Fist, the movie that I let you borrow that I got back before you got a chance to watch that it. That I got like 15 minutes in. Did you enjoy what you saw the 15 minutes? I did enjoy what I saw. The, uh, the guy that plays Ken, perfect. I know I mentioned it before, but he does an absolutely perfect job between looks and attitude and expression. I gotta let you borrow it. Then go grab it upstairs before you go to mine if you have the time to watch it. Oh, I can make time for Street So make sure to check that out. And I've been playing a lot of the, uh, shout out to Maria again, the Lego Avengers for PS4. And I must say that game is even more fun than the Lego Batman to me. Just for the fact that you get to play as Bruce Banner that changes into the Hulk, that punches the whale Chitari that comes through the portal, whatever it's called, David Merkel, get on it. Like you turn, you press the button, you turn into Hulk, and you're punching it as it's coming forward. And I was like, it's it. It's all I ever wanted was to, was to live that moment in a video game. And then there's the entire scene where they slow motion from Age of Ultron in the forest. So it's actually really cool how they do all that. There's even the scene where he goes to lift, um, when everyone's lifting Thor's hammer, and you got Captain America move it a little bit, and in the oh, in the game, yeah, in the game, Thor like wipes his forehead like he actually was really worried. And so because of that, shout out to David Merkel for letting me borrow his Age of Ultron because I don't own it because I'm waiting for the box set to come out, Phase Two box set to pick up. And shout out to David Merkel 
Shout out of all shout outs again to David Merkel for asking me to be the godfather to his kid. It's a very, very big deal. It's a big honor. DJ Merkel. DJ Merkel. So thank you guys very much. Of course, I had to say yes to that because I love that family. And yeah. Yeah, and Jared, if you hadn't noticed the little blings in the background, yes, that's you. Is that my phone making the noise or your phone? I think it's mine. Oh. Wasty Pants from Nashville. Yeah. Jared, in his drunken stupor, has already bought a hat, boots, and shirts from Nashville. You know, to blend in, while no one else is probably doing this. <laughs> it's like in Coming to America, we're like, let us dress as New Yorkers! And they fucking come out of the store with all the fucking ostentatious New York shit. I think uh, those are the people that robbed us. <laughs> let them wear our princely robes. <laughs> Best comedy ever. Go. Um. I just saw... <laughs> I just saw, I rewatched the entire second season of Daredevil. You rewatched? And I hated the first season. I, I really did. I, I bitched about it any time it came up. But the way they play off the Punisher, I think, is absolutely amazing. And then I have a small addiction to Vice News, and I've probably watched the majority of everything on their new cable channel, Viceland, over probably the past 10 days. They do an amazing job. Action Bronson with his show Fuck That's Delicious and Noisy with everything they do. That guy, Zach Goldbaum, is where he goes. I mean, just a testicular fortitude it takes. It's, you can't help but watch. And then you want to see where he goes next time. I mean, including going down to O Block in Chicago, which is the most lethal block in the country. And then the next week he's in the middle of Compton. If you haven't seen that network, haven't seen him on YouTube, please go watch him. And don't blame me when your entire day disappears before you're Got something for me to check out? Anything else? Have you, you finished Daredevil now, right? I have. All right. So, did this season get you excited for the next season? Or do you think that this was just a one-time fluke in regards to how this season went for you because of the Punisher? I think it got me more interested in a Punisher Netflix series because they did it right. They, they really did. See, I kind of felt like it was way too much John Bernthal talking. Like, that that scene when he's sitting at the tombstone, it was a great scene, just awkwardly long. And, like, he was on the he's on the stand, like, way too long. And it's just like, get back to more of that scene, like, in the jail cell hallway where he's just, like, fucking taking dudes out. That was awesome. I think, I think the graveyard scene has to happen. I think if you just have this killing machine who's out there and you don't know... Francis's background story. I think it takes away from the actual character. But the same thing with the rooftop scene. It's like, I don't want to see Daredevil, like, sitting there talking to John Bernthal. Like, I did. Because you get to see the dichotomy between the hero that won't kill and his reasoning for, for not doing that. And then you hear the Punisher saying, everything you're doing is wrong. Look look at how much violence is still incurred. Because even when he says, you're a half measure, I was like, wow! Because there comes a point where you want to say, well, you know, he's fucking right. And then, as a viewer... If you have that thought, you got to check yourself and be like, holy shit, I'm siding with what's essentially a psychotic killer. Yeah, but I mean, the way it played out, though, was fucking Kingpin taking over the prison. Spoilers! I mean, was it really a point to Matt Murdock and the legal process? And and that and that's where the whole debate comes in. Like, you know, do, do you cross that line into being that killer? Or do you hold your moral ground? I mean, I know we don't talk about religion in this, but that's a huge thing to Matt. And for all, everything that he does, he doesn't want to forego, I guess, the grace of God. I mean, Steven? it's the reason why he always goes to uh, to uh, confession. It's the whole Batman dynamic, right? It's it's the one thing that keeps you quote unquote good, right? Batman essentially throws bat shaped knives at people, but goodbye, the- Mister Method. <laughs> Or bat ponds. <laughs> just, just throws them right into, into bloody pussies. 
Bam! Because you will bleed. Right. And you should always have it in there, you know, just to expect the unexpected. There's no doubt in my mind that Matt wants to kill people. There's no doubt in my mind that there's some part of Matt that would have loved to have just finished Kingpin. But in his mind, it's what's right. Where the Punisher, and, and maybe I look at it different because I'm a father of, of girls, right? And... And of everything he speaks of, that the scene where he speaks about his daughter, as a father, who wouldn't kill everybody who had anything to do with it, right? I, and I think the way that blossoms within the storyline of the comic, and the way it kind of forces you to humanize Francis, it you need that. And, and I think you need to know that he's not just some guy killing people. There's a reason for it. And whether it's because he's in pain or whatever, it's not just some schmuck running around killing somebody awesome selling people. dope. Now right. in Earth X, or Paradise X rather, I'm not sure if I mentioned this before, so I apologize if it's rehashing, but in this future, everyone in the world has superpowers because there's Black Bolt releases the Terrigen Mist and it changes everybody into an inhuman. Everybody in the world. But certain superheroes never made it to that release. And one of the people is Frank Castle, where they get they explain that he ends up killing himself because the more and more he saw evil in everybody in the world, he started to see it in himself. And he's like, I'm not a person that's above punishment either. And he like they're just a picture of him holding guns to the side and he blows his own fucking brains up. And I remember reading that, like, holy shit, like, you know, it would make sense into his own twisted world that he'd take it there. There's also a what if called Time Slip, where certain comic book writers and authors, they rehash certain characters in a one-page thing. So real simple. But in this one, Frank Castle isn't an officer. He's not a DEA agent, CIA agent, whatever his backstory is that week. But he's an accountant. And he sees that, you know, like Natasha says in Avengers, there's red in his ledger. And he has to repay that debt that was taken from him. And it's... To me, that's a really cool way to go about things. Like, the picture they have him, he's not swole. He's real thin. He's got band-aids and shit all taped on him. He's got a tank top that's half hanging off his body. And it's really cool injury, too. I like when people take a story and try to, like you said, humanize a character that would seem one-dimensional. Like, this is a fucking guy that kills everybody. In the Punisher movie, not Warzone, because that's... Garbage? Yeah. The Thomas Jane one. Yeah. But the fact that he's, for all intents and purposes, he's in shape, but he's a normal guy. He's not some massive beast, you know, who's face-palming people as he's walking by. He's just a regular-sized guy with this will. It's Batman without a billion dollars. It's just enough money to get an AR-15. And Really all you need. <laughs> but if you think about it that way, it, again, brings it back to being a human being. It, and that part of the story, and I... I you guys cracking on one batch, two batch, penny and dime. Other than the fact that the math doesn't add up. <laughs> that is it's such an important part. And the fact that it he no longer wants to take from Matt because he Matt's paying attention. Matt heard what he said as he's whispering. It brings them, not to the same level, but it brings a clear understanding of both of those. And again, without The Punisher, I would have never wanted to watch Daredevil on Netflix again. I, I really didn't like it. I still stand by Jessica Jones. Other than the fucking, they, they can have it. But I'm more interested to see a spinoff. Very similar with Luke Cage. I, I really look forward to seeing how Luke Cage turns out. Oh yeah. Um, now they just announced Cloak and Dagger might have a show. That'd be awesome. Which, I don't see them pulling off the costume for Dagger that well. <laughs> like, just just this being open, like, I'm down for it. Show the titties, fine. If their <laughs> nips just missing there, perfect. But they're not going to do it. Let's get to Rodney's on I just saw. Because we also got to talk about... Well, I think you're going to do it anyway. All right, a couple things I just saw this week. Are you going to do it? 
Are you going to take it there? Caught up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. What the fuck? I haven't seen any of it. I'm not going to spoil it. I haven't seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in like two seasons. But what the fuck? I'm caught up on Arrow. I haven't seen the past two two episodes of Arrow. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it. But what the fuck? But what the fuck? You know what's wrong with Arrow, right? It's, it's all my fault. Flashback. So. David Merkel's like, Felicity starting to piss me off in this show. And I'm like, ha! No, she still gets a pass. I know he's, and plus he's, Emily, Emily, uh, Bet regards and Emily Beth from Walking Dead was on one episode. Mind blown. He's like, she's really starting to get on my nerves with the whole relationship thing. Like he's like, I'm so fucking done with that drama part. But go ahead. Yeah, walk it off. And Walking Dead. There it is. What you, the fuck? Have you been watching The Walking Dead? I am the finale behind. Oh, it's the last part I saw is Daryl getting shot. Spoiler. Spoiler. Let me just say this without spoiling it for you. Holy shit. What the fuck? Yeah. But I I knew that that was going to happen. I mean, you know what what's going to end up happening. You know what happens right? in the comics, right? Well, you know who you know the character of Negan that they keep bringing up? Yeah. You know who's playing Negan? Uh Thomas Wayne, no? Uh, yeah. And the comedian. Yeah, and the comedian. So we have And the com- yeah? Yeah. yeah. So we have... Looks a little like Nicolas Cage. Negan. I think he's a good-looking guy. I think his name's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He... Another JD. He's, uh... What's her name's wife? Or husband. Maggie. So Maggie was Martha Wayne. And now you got Negan playing Thomas Wayne. I thought that was fucking awesome. Holding a bat, man. But, yeah, the season finale of The Walking Dead, Maria's like... I Maria cursed. She just screamed out, fuck, at one point. Just fuck. Maria doesn't curse. Like that. that. So to get her that riled up is insane. When Carl lost his eye, that was Courtney, my wife's reaction. And I was happy. One, because Carl's a whining little bitch in the show. But two, he's supposed to get his eye taken. He's yeah. supposed to lose an eye. That's why I wasn't worried about. I mean, we saw that together, right? So I wasn't worried about. I'm like, in the comic book, he loses an eye. Oh, I didn't want that blonde to die. No. The mom. Oh, yeah. I mean, when her son got killed, I was like, yes! Because I had just called it, right? I'm like, just fucking kill this kid. And he's like, mom! And she fucking, you know, they got all on him. I was like, yeah! And then the other son came up, I'm like, fuck him too! And one of the talking duds, Chris Hardwick, refers to it as the final death of innocence. Which is perfect. Because these naive fucking people are overrun, their their world is fucked, and I know a lot of people, my my wife included, was like, why did that little kid have to die like that? Well, one, because he's a whiny little bitch, but two, because you need to see that. They needed to see it. And I think what they did this season had to be done. You know, the doctor, mid-speech, fucking, we gotta remain who we are, we gotta... I can't believe that fucking happened. Yeah. Cannot believe that. I'm like... Wait, Spoiler what? Alert. Like, you killed off the one doctor in this whole camp? But nothing could be easy except Michonne for Rick. That's good stuff, good stuff. But I, I was very happy with yeah, it. This, this season's been good. And for all the people that say they've seen it, everything that the Walking Because I, I know a couple people are like, I, I'm done with the Walking Dead because it's the same shit over and over again. I mean, you can say that with, on, with almost any show. Like... I don't watch Law and Order because I'm tired of the fucking Law and the Order part. Like, it's it's the basis for the show. I don't like the fact that every week somebody gets ballsy and wants to run. That shit gets annoying after a while because it's like Carol just like, I can't take it anymore. 28 people and she's gone. And then you got... Oh, but the way she took out those saviors, fucking badass. Yeah, but then she kind of curled up and wanted... I'm like, you're, you're made of, you're just made a full fucking circle back to your original Carol. Is Carol going to save like, everybody from Negan? And that's the thing. I'm like, how, that, that just happened in the last season. Or was that last season or the season before that when they were in the train car and like Carol showed up? Terminus, yeah. yeah. But again, people want, want to believe that they'd be the badass who, in that situation, you're going to rise above. Sooner or later, there's something that's going to draw you back down. And... 
having to kill people, not not walkers, zombies, whatever they call them. Sooner or later, you're either going to be one of two people. You're going to realize, well, fuck it, I enjoy killing them, or it's going to break you. And I'm just happy they didn't wind up doing it with Rick or Carol or the fucking redhead dude and forget his name every time I fucking... Seamus? Uh, Abraham? Abraham. I was. I think that's the scarier part of the show, like what people will do to get by, rather than okay, yeah, the, zo- the zombies are kind of like a secondary part of the show. They, yeah, they've sometimes. been saying that that like now it's turned into the zombies are more of an inconvenience more than they are a threat. Well, the one rape episode with Abraham's family, it that's horrible, right? Now you've seen people complete human beings, not even walkers, completely destroyed. And the fact that was more terrifying than any of the walker scenes as it played. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> like at some point next season the walkers will be like oh just fuck it we're dead <laughs> I mean what's the I mean it's gonna be funny to say but what's the lifespan of a zombie like without consumption of any kind you think you think mid mid next season they're gonna days? be like when's the last time we saw a walker <laughs> yeah well and again it's drawn from a different book but in the actual World War Z book you have people who die walk into the ocean and just keep walking and coming up on shore it's if you're dead you're dead I think they, uh, do you think do you think now follow me here do you think that there will come a time where there won't be zombies anymore in this show like that it's just you know it gets to a point where the walking dead are the living people now it, it's not the zombies it's the people that are alive and they're basically just it's, it's like it's like dead man walking like you're on your way out no I, I think the zombies are always the lowest common denominator they're the one thing that But always... do you think the show, the show can make that, that transition? Do you think that they get to a point where they're like, this is no longer about zombies, this is just about what humans are, go- are going to be doing to each other as time dwindles down, as the population decreases? Because, I mean, so far we've seen a baby get made, and that's it. The generational span is closing up more and more. Well, then the question goes from when does the war of attrition really take place and when do zombies just become the only part of the show. No, I'm surprised. There haven't really been many instances of people incorporating zombies into security. Right? Nobody just, nobody ever thought to like build a moat maybe around their town and, and maybe fill it with zombies. You know? Well, Michonne, in the original, where she's walking around... With the two zombies? With the two zombies. Those are her brothers, right? Yeah. Or one's their husband, one's her brothers. Yeah. I don't know. That was fucking crazy. And then a couple episodes ago, where Carol actually finally loses it, they use them to block the exit, which, be it as it may, I think if you have to have them in the background, it's going to start being one of the things that where they're going to be around. Do you think that... Uh, obviously, I don't... Here's an idea for the show. Zombie catapult. <laughs> Zombie pult. It'd be an awesome weapon. No, I think when no when the governor threw that van of zombies into the prison, that was a brilliant idea because then it's like not only do you break the wall, now you have a bunch of zombies to deal with. But it was also dumb on his part because he wanted the prison, so now you got to worry about all that shit. Yeah, but even with this, like the Alexandria, I hope that they stay there for another season. With the governor, I think ego has to come into play. There's nothing except curing it. That really eluded him, right? Even after Rick and everybody did their thing, he still was in charge. In his mind, he could... So clearing out zombies is nowhere near as dangerous as clearing out people with a will to live, right? Because zombies, it's just an innate need. But How awesome would it be if they go back to the prison, they find the governor? Because the governor died at the prison, right? Yeah. If they go back there and like they find the governor and Carl just takes the patch off of his head and puts it on him. <laughs> That wouldn't be cool, like, and just have Rick be like, that's fucking weird. And then, you know, just keep moving with, I mean, it's not like there are a bunch of fucking eye patches lying around and shit. I don't know. 
Rabbit hole. I'm going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> and if you go chasing rabbits, and you know you're going to fall, tell them our hooker, smoking caterpillar, has given you the call. He called Alice when she was just small. For me, I haven't been watching a whole lot of stuff, fail videos, soldiers, soldiers homecoming videos. Those are rough. Tear <laughs> triggers. Easy. But very good to watch. It brings to mind how good you have it in your home. So I like to watch stuff like that every once in a while. It makes me appreciate the things I do have. Because for better words, I mean, there's so many people out there that are like, it's not my fault. They're out there fighting a war for nothing. Even if that's what you believe in, they're fighting for a belief. Whether you agree with that belief or not, it's noble enough that if I could do something for them, I would. And fuck you, real quick, to Hat. This guy that I work with, because they just started doing this 20, or they're about halfway through the 22 days of push-ups. You see this? For 22 days, you do 22 push-ups to bring light on the fact that there are 22 veterans that commit suicide a day or, or something like that. The, the number 22 is prevalent for one reason or another. The raising awareness. The raising awareness, correct. And he's like... Luke's favorite term. He's like, that's fucking bullshit. You know, soldiers really need help. They don't need people doing fucking push-ups. It's not doing anything. Which, yeah, sure. But at the same time, it's bringing awareness. The ice bucket challenge seemed like such a bullshit thing, but that caused the ALS Foundation raised so much money from that. And even if it's just something that seems like it's not going to do well, if it if it brings that to light that veterans are suffering in that way, if it opens some people's eyes that are completely ignorant to what they go through on a very consistent basis, I'm all for it. Do the fucking push-ups. Hell, it'll keep you fit too, which a lot of people in these fucking countries need. So shout out to Eddie for doing that. Shout out to Matt for doing that. Fuck you to Pat for not believing in that. I think but when I get some money, I'm going to adopt an orphan from a third world country and name him Awareness. That's what he'd say I was raising him. Have you gone down a rabbit hole? Excuse me. I've gone down a couple, actually. One would be graffiti videos, uh, Chicago-based graffiti videos, which is my downfall. But seeing people that either painting in places I've painted or people that I've had the privilege to paint with. Seeing them, particularly this guy, M. Law, seeing him record them and... What an incredible job he does. Now, can you please explain the main difference between tagging and graffiti? And that there is graffiti out there that you get, get commissioned to do. Oh, yeah. We're not talking about an illegal act here. There's obviously the shitheads out there who are marking up neighborhoods because they want to say they're part of some criminal organization or shoot people over what street they live on. Or... Yeah, they're, they're marking their territory, trying to put word out, which we don't condone on the show, especially people who we're not condoning, tagging UTJH on walls, hashtagging all over the place, especially red paint that's highly visible that people can see. We don't condone that. No, I never would. Yeah. But hashtag UTJH. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then graffiti. And I, and I don't mean street art. I don't mean some hipster fuck painting. Banksy is a whole group of people and whatever. I mean, people with, whether they're using Rust-Oleum or whether they're using Montana 94, but people who really have skill, who, you know, they're banging out 20 foot by 40 foot murals, you know, with 13 colors <laughs> or nine different gradations of one color. It's... People were actually going out because spray paint companies are sponsoring them. 
to do it. And the legal stuff, are there people using the same skills? Yeah. It's it's just nice to see people with the time and not worried about somebody arresting them to just go out and do a great job. It's up in Crew Just for Fun, which has been around probably 30 years now, just did a big thing by on Fullerton Avenue. It's called Flash's Wall. It's a huge Just for Fun. You can see it from a mile away. But the fact that they could sit there on a legal wall and just do it and bring talent to the forefront, you know, not just somebody who can write their name and look a little cool, but people who actually know what they're doing. It's That is really what it is. Somebody that'll sit for hours just to make sure that two colors blend the same. That's really what's interesting. In some countries, Australia, I mean, there's entire neighborhoods that are just covered. And people, it's better than what they would have to look at anyway. (laughs) And then I went down a rabbit hole because of you two. It started with Moon Knight. And then just origin story after even ones I'd already seen it. Goddamn Watch Mojo. But it, it just sucks you in for hours. It's yeah, Watch Mojo's really good for that. Really good for that. And really bad at the same time. Although, I don't comment on a lot of YouTube stuff. But I commented on they had something having to do with Batman. And what was... I can't remember what, what it was exactly that I was watching, but it ended up boiling down to that the Dark Knight is the end-all, be-all, greatest fucking Batman movie with the best villain, the best Batman, the best scene, the best director. And I ended up posting, like, will you guys please stop sucking the dick of the Dark Knight? They could be talking about the best war movies, and Heath Ledger will be number one. Watch Mojo, like any superhero shit, and the Dark Knight is always number one for everything and it drives me fucking and i end up like i posted something and i'm like man you guys got me that fucking round up that i had to make sure to say something the dark knight is the only comic movie i would think of to watch along with any of the marvel hands down and i think if you take scene for scene with the exception of what i've seen so far of civil war i think i'd argue with you i'd I'd say from a cinematic standpoint from it's a beautiful movie it's a, it's too long. Entirely too long. B, it's barely a Batman movie. Batman has as much time on the screen as Godzilla did in the Godzilla movie. So calling it The Dark Knight Rises, get the fuck out of here. No. Or The Dark Knight. Just The Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight. Get out of here with that shit. The problems that people have with so many of these comic book movies, they fucking forego because it's The Dark Knight. Like, oh... They completely fucked up certain superhero or supervillain origins. But it's the Dark Knight, so we're gonna let that go. Oh, this character doesn't look anything like the movie. They'd have, or like the comic book. Any other movie, they'd have a huge problem with it. But it's the Dark Knight. You guys can't fucking pick it. You either have to be the same way about all this shit or not. You can't fucking stand in the middle and be like, well, everybody likes this movie. Let me hang out this way. And I still think that that movie wouldn't have gotten half as good of ratings and hype. If he flirted did that. That's a debate for another time. Are you done with your rabbit hole? I am. As a quick aside, the Joker's origin is coming out this year. His mm-hmm. real name. And I think that is incredible. Another fact I learned on Watch Mojo. Which I think that's a bad idea. But it's incredible. It's It'll be awesome to read. I'm going to pick it up. It's going to be worth $100 in a minute. Don't need to do it. I think what would be what would be fun to make amends for everything bad that happened in 80s, 90s with comic books, where it's like, same story, different covers, if it was the exact same cover, but like six different Joker origin stories. And like, you couldn't tell which one it was. That'd actually be pretty fucking smart. Well, I... You're welcome, internet. A million dollar idea. <laughs> in Rodney, we trust. Rodney, rabbit hole. 
My rabbit hole this week is a repeat rabbit hole. I got stuck on Juicy M videos. It's like the perfect porn for me. House music, turntables, and a hot-ass DJ. If you don't know who Juicy M is, look her up. She's ridiculous. She mixes on iPads, CD mixers, which I used to think were absolute garbage, but, I mean, it's a new thing. Maybe she go mix up the the Jill's Oh Rodney. Yeah, just just the whole little scratching motion of her short dresses. Amazing. It's like playing DJ down there. Yeah. Will you be my DJ hero? She, she, she can scratch something nasty. Yeah. You went on like a 10 minute tangent about shit that he saw? Go he's like, see DJ. He's, he's like, I saw a DJ. Yeah, player. but my tangent, I was sparked by you, so. Yeah. Fucking Dark Knight, dude. Ugh. And it's not like I think they're bad movies. I own the movies, I just think that they're overrated for what they are. Yeah, yeah, go look, go look up Juicy M. She'll move your needle. <laughs> Alright, moving on to the fuck you department. Actually, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, fuck you department. Alright, so, fuck you to summer. What's her last name? Cornfield. Fuck you to summer. Not Chicago summer before people get all upset. Oh, we're barely having a spring right now. But fuck you to summer because... For those of you that don't listen to Something Gate, we were talking... Or we. They were talking about Civil War. In the trailer for Civil War and all that. And Summer says, it looks like it's gonna be a great movie. Something along these lines. It looks like it's gonna be a great movie. I don't like the fact that they're not blowing up the school. To which... Jared, Steven, and Claire all say Disney's not gonna let that happen. And she's like, well, it's kind of bullshit because people need to see that. People need to see the school being, you know, destroyed to feel the weight of what happened. Now, her argument's not completely invalid. Yeah, in her defense, I I don't think it was as bad as everybody made it because, like, people were talking about it before I actually heard that episode. And and in her defense, to her credit, she actually knows the Civil War story. Shout out to her for going to C2E2 and actually knowing that Civil War isn't really about Captain America versus Iron Man. It's a much bigger picture. And her actually supporting so supporting the source material. Hashtag I'm all for that. Fox's Fantastic Four. Marvel's set it up in a great way that you don't have to have that school thing. I mean, you think about the hundreds of millions of people that probably died in Sokovia from an island being fucking used as a torpedo. The hundreds of people that died in New York during the Chitauri attack. The hundreds of people that have probably died in uh, Captain America Winter Soldier when the helicarriers went crashing. Like, you know, debris that fell down. That had to crush so many fucking people with that. Who's to say that a turbine didn't fall in the fucking school? I mean, they might... even mention that like you know all these places got destroyed schools have been killed and like that that little blur you get the weight of it without having to see it it could be an implied thing which i think she even mentioned but she was so adamant about it i feel like she's like no they need to do that and i'm like no they don't they don't need to do that you know what i feel like they need to do i feel they need to use reality tv as something stupid and as a catalyst for you know the well it was a catalyst for the registration i don't think they can really roll that in but i mean just kind of a movie commentary on the stupidity of reality tv especially hashtag fat kardashians fuck all things kardashians here's the only way that i could have seen that playing through is if somebody's like obviously they're not gonna be able to do the new mutants because the word mutant is is trademarked by fox which is the reason why you get quicksilver and scarlet witch that aren't mutants in age of ultra so you have a quote-unquote guy in front of a camera he's like you got, you got the camera ready all right so i'm captain blah 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 and this school is being held hostage by some kid with a gun so you already got that set up no there and the the authorities have been called in but they haven't shown up yet but captain explosive is here you know he's maybe he's got like you know some kind of 
exploding device that he made at home that he thinks he's like Peter Parker and genius or something. And he goes into school and it backfires. The guy shoots him. He fucking explodes anyway. Boom. Yeah, the school explodes. That's the only way that I can see them rolling that in and being like, this is your fault. You inspired these people to be heroes. Now we can't control this. This is before we kind of parade you guys in front of everyone and say, look at, look at all the lives that they've saved. This kid who wanted to be you just killed off all these people. To me, that's the only way you can do that. That's it. And when it comes to girls with comic book stuff, I agree. I love a girl that loves comics. I love a girl that does cosplay. It's a beautiful thing. Shout out to Monica, by the way. But... Well, the girl can spin the wheels of Theo. But that's also like... It's like anything else. If, if you know what you're talking about... And I, and I don't know Summer well enough to be able to quiz her on superhero trivia. But saying that she knows comic books, I mean, somebody could just watch a Watch Mojo origin video and all of a sudden say, yeah, I know all about Civil War. Like, take it easy, you know. I appreciate I appreciate her sentiment of actually following through and being like, you know, I want to read up a lot of it. And that's fine. But Civil War is so expansive and it, it branches around so many comic books that unless she has the omnibus, I doubt that she knows everything that happened in that storyline. And it's, it's a lot to take in. But Marvel's not going to do it. There's enough death, destruction, and mayhem that people should be able to say, yeah, school hasn't been blown up, but this grown-up people are fucking important too. I think it's the perfect segue as to why, if it was brought in at all, as to why Spider-Man, who, if I remember correctly, is just a bystander, he's not involved in the comic. And having Jonas go, why, I don't, why don't I have pictures or a storyline or something about this school being blown up? I think it tilts the scale appropriate. I don't think... Especially in today's age, you want a school blown up in any genre. But I do think there has to be a mention of even even you just said it. Somebody needs to mention, right? Because But like like Steve and Jared all say, this is a family movie. For all intents and purposes, it's a family movie. But, okay, so at the heart of her argument is <clears throat> why call it Civil War then? It's not like wanted. The core of it is team of superheroes for registration against team of superheroes against registration. That's the core part of it. You have that in this movie. It might not, I don't know if it's against registration. I don't know what the exact reasoning for the rift is between these groups. I hope it's not just, we're here to protect Bucky, we're here to capture him. I hope it's more than that. But that's still close to the source material. I mean, Age of Ultron isn't really based off of, I mean, there was was an Age of Ultron comic and then they came out with the movie. The movie's not even really based on the Age of Ultron comic, but you just have that title and it was fine. Same thing could go for Civil War. It's not gonna be shot for shot remake of the comic book. Marvel's never done that, but it's gonna be close. I mean, even, I mean, look at what they did with the Mandarin in Iron Man 3, but nobody's really that upset about it because in Marvel we trust. It's, I, I remember- In having... Marvel we trust, not just Rodney. Go ahead. You done? You need a bad plan? I think, because I remember with the Mandarin having drawn out fuck you conversations about what happened with, you know, Ben Kingsley just being some fucking dope fiend, whatever. But I do think something like this, your source material has to really be drawn upon. The fact that... And it's there. You have the fights. Yeah, but considering, and, and I think I, I texted to you, the you have <clears throat> six people fighting six people, and that's what it's basically going to come around. As opposed to... It's like a Survivor series. Yeah. It's... Well, I mean... As opposed to, in the comics, you have... We don't know what this... What what kind of 
result that this is going to have in the Netflix series. Because they say that this is supposed to trickle all the way down. Well, and Netflix has done a really good job of making sure that... So they it, reach back up. See, so that's, it, that's why I'm caught up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because that school might get blown up on that show. That wouldn't be bad either. They did that there. I, yeah, and then you reference it again in a movie. Yeah, and then that's fine, you know, but you can't have a kid that's wearing, you know, a Captain America mask, he's all happy to see the movie, and then his fucking school blows up, and he's like, it looks like my school, my friends are dead! And now the, the mom has to explain to his shitty kid what happened in the movie. But the movie should have to explain... Something. You're going to need some sort of anchor that draws something to a hold. You have three tragedies. Three superhero-based tragedies. I think that's enough. As far as I'm concerned. Alright, let me move on to my last little bit of fuck you. So I went to Burger King and McDonald's. Now, I went to both drive throughs And each time I was at the drive through they're like, hey, can I take your order? And I placed the order. They're like, okay, thank you very much, sir. Move up. Now, I know I look young, and I had a hat on and everything, so I look young, but I'm still in the minivan, you know, I got a wedding ring on, and I'm a fucking customer, so treat me with respect, but as soon as I roll down the room, like, oh, what up, dude? Hey, listen, your food's not ready. Look, check this out. Slide back, and I got you when the food shows up. I'm like, motherfucker, who are you talking to? Talk to me with respect. You weren't talking to me like that in the intercom. It's the same dude. Yeah, I like being called sir when it's not followed by you're making a scene. Yeah, exactly. And then I went to McDonald's and the guy's like, Oh, what up, man? Here you go. Here's your food. I'm like, what up? Ugh, fuck you. I, I would much rather have the reverse. Because it's a fast food restaurant. Yeah, but... It's not It's not like you, you're going to Chicago Cut. And I'm like, what up, dude? Here's that bone and ribeye. Maybe I'm Benjamin Button and I'm an old-ass fucking dude. Uh, well, I don't want to hear that shit. I, right, what's I your fuck you before you start going off? What's your fuck you? Fuck you to Chicago weather. <laughs> Yeah, we Fucking had a, Chicago traffic. We, I, had, we had a snowstorm and and beautiful sunshine, fifty degrees, all within the span of thirty minutes. I came back from vacation. I was in a store, and in the twenty minutes I was in the store, it snowed sideways. It was sunny and beautiful. It rained, and I'm I'm sure there was some sort of other Armageddon that happened to block away. Fuck you, Chicago traffic. <laughs> And the people who don't realize that some people, I'm not saying me, drive around with weapons in their car. And fuck you to people who are stuck in the same traffic and are looking at me like it's my fucking fault. Oh, I'm mad, I'm good. I'm not hostile about anything. <laughs> uh, my fuck you is going to go to White Castle. Since Adam gave a fuck you to... Uh, fast food fuck you. Yeah, fast food fuck you. Since Adam gave a fuck you to uh, Burger King and uh, McDonald's, I figured we'd cover White Castle. I am... Now, we don't talk about work on the podcast. I am super paranoid because of work about my information particularly my credit card information. And when people steal shit, because there's, there's a million different ways to steal that type of shit. I pull into a White Castle with the two windows where you pay at one and you pick up your food at the other. You know, like the you know, modern day fast food driving. So apparently, to get the line moving, cashier comes up to me in the first window, takes my credit card, and processes it somewhere else in the restaurant. Red flag for me because everybody's got a camera phone. You know, I don't know what she's doing. I don't know if she's taking a fucking impression. I don't know if, you know, she's taking pictures of the front and back and buying shit on Amazon, for all I know. But fuck you to that shit, because you gotta be, you know, courteous of... That's why they have credit card readers, where most times, the cashier's not even supposed to touch your card. Like, if you go to Canada, nobody touches your credit card. You know, there's an envoy machine. Even at a restaurant, they bring you the machine to put your credit card in, you put your PIN number in, and the waitress never takes it. You know, the the taking out the credit card, that's an entirely American thing. So fuck you to that chick for not being sensitive towards my paranoia. (laughs) She should know. She should know. And then giving me a survey saying I have to give her all five stars. Fuck you, bitch. But yeah, that's... Bitch, you stole my credit card! Like, 
Sir, it's right here. No, it's like crazy. Let me see your phone. Awesome. One more fuck you to Adam for not being respectful of respect and social norms. Alright, so moving, moving on, on to, to really, really <laughs> brought to you by Alim Insurance. For the times in life where you want to say really, really, proceed. Make sure you have the right insurance, whether it be home, auto, life, or porta potty, which is an actual insurance. Make sure you give them a call at 312-945-6254 to get a free quote or visit their website at aliminsurance.com. That's A-L-I-M for Alim. I always fuck this part up. <laughs> Because they're not going to charge you for that. You're leg. A lemon shirt. You know who came up with that, right? No. Cesar Valdez and Sam <laughs> Diesel. They had a whole journal of jingles. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? All right, so today's really, really, for me, uh, Ceci's potty training. Now, yes, I already mentioned that she's going to be three. She's gone through it before, but she it didn't take, so now she's doing it. And I'm exhausted. Usually, I get up at 8.30. I'm exhausted by about 10 because she'll pee, and I exhaust all fucking energy making sure to cheer for her so that she knows it's a positive thing. And then by 10.30, I'm exhausted, and then I have to go to work at 3 o'clock. So, <laughs> that sucks. So, really, really. I don't really have any. Um, my really, really is I was going to get up to get a beer And we're moving on to my really, really My really, really had just dawned on me We didn't talk about the fucking Rogue One trailer Really? Ooh, yeah. Re- how did we miss that? Have you seen that shit yet? No Jumping back to um, I just saw I might just saw Rogue One trailer <laughs> Yeah So for those people that don't know Rogue One takes place between episode 3 and episode 4 It is about the task of getting the Death Star plans to, at the time, Princess Leia Organa. Really cool trailer. I like the Stormtrooper, the all-black Stormtrooper. Very interested to find out what, who that girl is. Felicity Jones? Oh, Felicity Jones. That is Felicity Jones. From Mad Men? Felicity Jones from Theory of Everything. Oh, I don't know what that is. But I'm very excited to see how this movie plays out. I want to see how it ties in. I know a lot of people are going to be upset, like, where the fuck is Ray? Where's Finn? Where's BB-8? Where's all that good shit? It's supposed to be a completely homogeneous story, if I'm, if yeah. I'm correct. See, I don't know I don't know what kind of ties in they're going to have, because, I mean, if you look at her, she plays a, name, a character called... Felicity Jones plays a character called Jin. That would be... I don't know, I think it would be bittersweet to f- have her at the end of the movie wind up on Jakku. Like in the... Or either that or in Maz's bar or something. Yeah. It would, it would explain a lot. Because, I mean, she does kind of look like, uh, what's her name? Ray? A little bit. Oh, so she might end up and being she's playing, mom. And she's playing 15 in the movie, isn't she? Yeah. She's 32 years old in real life playing 15, kind of like Ralph Macho. You're the best. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Menifee. You're seeing that. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. Yeah, looks great. All right. Wait, up. I came up with it really, really. I apologize. <coughs> Unbelievable. The artwork for the covers of... The new Star Wars movie that came out. It's a good Force really, awakens. really. It's a good really, really that I just found out because of Rodney, you could have. I think they did an incredible job. Each one could be an independent poster for the movie. So, really? That's good artwork? Really? Alright, moving on to the comic cliff notes section for today. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Cliff Notes. Today we're going to be talking about Cloak and Dagger. Since we brought up Cloak and Dagger. Let's see. First appearance, Spectacular Spider-Man number 64, March 1982. So older than me. Younger than you both. Tyrone Johnson was an Afro-American teenager. Whose stutter tragically prevented him from saving his friend Billy from being mistakenly shot by shot as a thief by a policeman. And a Caucasian teenager, Tandy Brown, felt neglected and loved, unloved by her wealthy mother. Johnson and Bowen ran, each ran away from home and met each other upon arriving in New York City at the Port 
Authority bus terminal. They were offered a place to stay by men who worked for Simon Marshall, an unscrupulous chemist who was developing a new, highly addicted drug for the Magi. Magia. Excuse me, Magi is something completely different. Marshall was testing the drug on captured runaways, but whereas the drug killed other runaways, it activated Johnson and Bowen's latent mutant abilities. Realizing he now resembled a living shadow, Johnson wrapped himself in fabric. He then entrapped some of the marshal's men in the blackness within his cloak, while Bowen struck others with daggers of light. Johnson and Bowen decided to use their superhuman powers to save children and teenagers from drug dealers and other criminals and became the vigilante duo called Cloak and Dagger. So, I think the only time that they were ever really cool to me in two ways was the Maximum Carnage storyline. Which, if you're a Spider-Man fan, it's one of the best story storylines that Spider-Man's ever had. I don't care what anybody says. And in that Earth-X and Paradise-X, like I was talking about before, the boy Marvel, who's a reincarnated Captain Marvel, walks around with Cloak's cloak, because Cloak died. So he just walks around with his cloak at all times. and He teleports with an old Captain America to and from everywhere that they go. Cloak is six feet tall, black hair, brown eyes. And Dagger is five five, blonde hair, blue eyes. So who'd you get to play them in a the movie? You know what I like? I would like Michael B. Jordan and the chick from Harry Potter, the really weird one. Mm. Yes, I, I could see that. I don't think she has the body to pull off. She might know. I would go with Finn from Star Wars, could play Cloak. That's a good one. If he closed his mouth or into Rodney. Yeah. And fuck it, I would say you could have uh, Ray play Dagger, just dye her hair. Blonde Ray. She doesn't have the body for it. She could fill that out. She's athletic. She could pull off doing action scenes to me. The hot chick, although she's a little tall, from Pitch Perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. The blonde one? No, 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 no. But that would be perfect. You wouldn't. <laughs> that you meant Anna Kendrick? No. The one who refers to her uh, crotch as a hip. Oh. Because she's got the build. She's a little tall, but she's got the build. Yeah, she's a little tall. Um. But even if you get the main chick. And I'd, ar- I'd argue about Finn, but I, I do think uh, Michael B. Jordan fits that bill, especially the way he was in Creed. I mean... Yeah, but I mean, that's one body you don't have to worry about. There's, there's no body to worry about. Cloak is all just cloak. But there's still... You still have to like have it's something just, to It's a floating it face, and Michael B. Jordan has like like a weak chin almost. Oh, I wouldn't say He's that. Like, it's like Drew Barrymore. Like. I, I, I Not to say like his chin itself is weak, but I'm saying like there's no jaw structure there. And for a guy that you need a prominent face for, because that's really what he's going to be the whole time, I think Finn's a better fit. I think he makes up for it in Forehead? recognizability. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the above shots, more above shots than below shots. Below. He's got this mysteriousness about him, I think, Michael B. Jordan. I think I think I'm done with Michael B. Jordan only because if you go on forums for superhero stuff, they say Michael B. Jordan could play anybody. Like it's like a, it's the running joke now. Like who could play pe- Catwoman? And they're like Michael B. Jordan. Like they're everyone's just a complete asshole about it now. Ever since he was cast for Fantastic Four. Yeah, but I mean I don't blame him for that. No, I mean it, it's not against. I heard he's a tremendous actor, and I'm sure he is. But I just don't want to see him in any other superhero shit. Fruitvale Station. I heard that's the shit. I, I'm I'm more on the other end of the track where I want to give him. Another opportunity to do something else. Ben I think I think Look we at, need I think we need to give him some time. Look at Ben Affleck. Look how long it was for between Daredevil and Batman. You know, give him some time. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Maybe Bill Cosby could play this role. You know, he need, <laughs> he needs some redemption. <laughs> Get in my cloak. All right, moving on to the. <laughs> this has been comic cliff notes. Oh yeah, the cloak and dagger edition. You just been schooled. Oh yeah. 
Alright, moving on to the Uchi movie game. Yeah, that was um, something that was highly debated on the uh, podcast peeps board. Whether or not... oh, we It doesn't happen. We didn't get your uh, your choice. Uh, uh, what's her name? Electra. Paige or Electra, yeah. Um, it would it, be Karen. Wow. Wrong. <laughs> I, I'm a sucker for an Asian chick, but there's got to be curves, and she just doesn't have... That accent, though, just kind of brings me in, but I think I still would go Karen Page. Imagine if she said, oh, Rodney, with that accent, versus just Karen Page, just some regular white chick saying, oh, Rodney. Which, I looked up regular pictures of Laurel, because somebody brought up how skinny she was, too. Holy fuck! It's not really attractive. No, she's gotten... Bad. Yeah. It's rough. And have you seen the new flashback pictures of uh, Jessica Alba? Some company actually found pictures of her when she's like uh, idle hands age, like early, like not early teens, but like mid to late teens of her in like fashion apparel from her modeling portfolio yeah. and made a whole line off it. If you go right by the Hubbard Tree Tunnel on 90, there's one of their billboards. Is it good or bad? As a Father of a 19-year-old, it's absolutely horrible. As a guy? They're fucking amazing. <laughs> I remember when uh, Jessica Alba read her mean tweet. You've seen that mean tweets? <laughs> Did you see the one where she's like, she's reading a tweet that somebody wrote about her. It's like, I just saw Jessica Alba on the street the other day. If this was 2003, I'd be really excited. <laughs> I was like, that's fucked up. There was one that was like, whoever cast uh, Jessica Alba for the role of honey ruined the taste of honey for everyone. Everybody in history, or something like that, no. or soured the soured the taste of honey for everybody. In history. I remember watching that movie and being like, mute, just fucking mute. <laughs> How are you not like five hundred pounds by the way? What do you mean? Maria throws down. Yeah, that's the second and microwaved. It's the second time. It, it's been awesome. Right. Which oh, I'm sorry, the strawberry blonde I think is better than if she would have been just a wow. bottle blonde. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. First movie, first quote. So like right now, for example, the Haitians need to come to America, but some people are all, what about the strain on our resources? I don't know. All right. First movie, second quote. It's like a painting, see? From far away, it's okay, but up close, it's a big old mess. Is it Charlie Wilson's war? No, that's yeah. fucking clueless. Is correct for two shots. <laughs> Talk about two fucking movies that I've sent into that spectrum. Talk about how happy I am not to know that was clueless. <laughs> She's like a Monet. That's the first thing I was thinking. <laughs> All right. Second movie, first quote. It's okay not to have sex. Not everybody's a pussy magnet. 40-year-old virgin. Is correct for three shots. The Paul stepbrother. Paul is Rod. correct for four <laughs> shots. That one's stepbrother. And Clueless. He's her stepbrother. Oh, I thought you meant in stepbrothers. No, no. He puts his nuts on everything. Yeah, then, Paul Rudd's birthday was this week. Hard to believe he's, uh, what did you say, he's 50? Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are like that. That man's fucking 50. Still still in better shape than I am. How old is uh, Michael Douglas? 150. Well, his, his dad just turned 90. Michael Douglas' dad? Yeah. Kirk Douglas? Kirk Douglas just turned 90. Mr. Douglas? <laughs> <laughs> Bust, Buster? <laughs> Stupid. Alright, so that was the Uji movie game. Let's move on to the three-word movie game where we pick movies on our shelves and we try to sum them up using three words without revealing the title or character names. You need me to move? Nah, I keep looking at the same movies every week. <laughs> Sorry. Boxer T Tournament. Gladiator? Boxer T 
What boxer was in Gladiator Tournament? The gladiator with uh, the white kid who fights for... What the fuck is his name? I'm not talking about Gladiator. Oh, okay. That's why I was like, what are you talking about? Boxer. I don't know. He... What was the last one? Tournament. Fearless. Chatley movie. I don't think I've seen oh, that. Oh, Chinese boxing. Chinese boxing. <laughs> You're the second person to reference Return of the Dragon this week. And I have it, and I really want to watch it now. Actually, I'm sorry, I, I wasn't. What? I was. It's a Ip Man reference. When they took it from the second one, where he fights the English boxer. They took that from the scene where Bruce Lee's in the alley fighting with the Romans. I got one. Video game tester. Grandma's boy. Yeah. That one you got, huh? Right. <sighs> yeah. Um. Ash nurse elevator. And it's on your shelf. Ash. There's Hunter Boxside. Devil? No. It's a good guess, though. Evil Dead? No. It is Silent Hill. I've never seen it. It's a horror movie, but it's based, based on off the video games. game. Alright, so, we want to do promotions? Yeah, let's do the promotions. Alright, moving on to the promotional segment of the evening where we talk about things that we want to promote in our promotional segment. So, of course, we want to promote You're Gonna Get a Disease Community, starting off with, of course, you're going to get a disease. For your weekly events. For weekly news. I don't know. I'm three minutes in. <laughs> um, that just happened. For your weekly commute. Weekly commute. I'm done. <laughs> Something gate to say fuck you to summer. For your drinking games. Fuck you to summer. Das Drunks. Yeah. Where they drink about as much as Rodney has in about 10 minutes. And still try to record a podcast. The Vag Dialogues. Which I finally found. The Vagina, not just the show. <laughs> April 26th, I believe it's Tuesday, we're going to be going to the Music Box to watch Alien and Aliens double feature. So if there's still tickets, try to check it out. Music Box Chicago, it's by Wrigleyville. Sheffield and Belmont? Yeah. Find Red Novella on SoundCloud. Go to headquarters after that. It'll be a late night. Yeah, we won't, probably won't do that. <laughs> I'll probably be like, damn, it's 11 o'clock, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I turn into an old black man when, when I get tired. <laughs> Find Roy, uh... Roy Kinsey. On SoundCloud. Reading came first. Found to- find Tony Arzenal on SoundCloud. Yes. We are having our 104th episode. So, that is our two-year anniversary episode. So, make sure you guys stay tuned for that. We're trying to get something special planned for that. Breaking into season three. Man. It's a month away, so if you're interested in being on the show, hit us up yeah. on our hotline. Yeah. We were, uh, we were talking about it today, so... I get a few more people interested in the show. If you want to be here for the 104th episode, make sure to send me a message. You know who you are. Or you could just go to at UTJH uh, Twitter, at UTJH Podcast on Twitter. Send me a message there. You go to Facebook.com slash hashtag spell out UTJH. Hit us up there if you'd like and send me a little message there and I'll make sure to pencil you in. Chloe Grace Moretz is going to grace us with Neighbors 2. Make sure to promote that because fuck all things KK. And I think that's it. Oh, uh, find uh, Taking the Bullet on iTunes and Real Fans for Real Movies. By Roman and Leroy. Yeah. And Holy Badcast. Pretty good podcast. As long as they don't talk about Dark Knight over and over again. So signing off from the FTC, um, I'm Adam Flores. I'm Steve McGuire. And I'm Rodney Sinio. And he likes turtles. And um, that just happened. <laughs> I got a little bit of the more of that giggle in there.
Oh, hey, hey, how you guys doing? It's your good friend, buddy, and I am here to wish Adam and Rodney a uh, congratulations for 100 fantastic episodes of your podcast, Um That Just Happened, which has uh, been streaming the best geeky, nerdy shit one could possibly imagine on the internet since 2014. Anyway, I got some secret origins uh, from your friend Buddy here regarding the name of the show. You see, Adam and Rodney like to spill this bullshit about how they got the name because somebody stole it on fucking uh, Potomatic. And sure enough, that's not true. The inside dirt is because I was there with them. It was one night, a long time ago, I think it was 1963, and Adam and Rodney were both drinking. They were drinking scotch on the rocks, too, which is the stupidest fucking way to drink that. You don't put ice cubes in it, you fucking morons. Anyway, after one, two, seven, Rodney and Adam decided they both had to take his shit. It was kind of one of those simultaneous shits that Rodney likes to talk about every now and then. But anyway, they both went into stalls, and sure enough, there was a glory hole right between them. Well, after some scotch... Everyone's pink in the middle. That's what I always say. So they went at it. They knew it was each other, but they went at it because that's what friends are. That's what friends are for. That's what friends are for. But of course, they blacked out very soon afterwards. When they saw each other in the morning, Adam looked Rodney square in the eye and he said, "Um, that just happened." And that's the real reason the show's name what it is. U T J H forever, baby. Here's to a hundred more episodes. Later. Hi everyone, it's Juicy M. You know, after posting my mixing videos in 4CDJs, I had a lot of questions from me about tips and tricks and hundreds of people asking me how did I mix without headphones and is it actually possible to do that? Well, of course it's possible and I'm gonna show you some tricks not only with latest Pioneer players but also with the vinyls and digital vinyl system. Are you ready? Okay, let's start with why do we actually need headphones when we mix in? First of all, we need them is just to adjust the speed of two tracks to the same BPM. And second we need them is to set up a cue point, the point when we start in transition. So first thing first, how to adjust speed of two tracks without headphones? It's easy, all you need is to know the BPM of each track. You can code it and write down on your record. And you know the main trick here is that you have to play your set in the same sentence speed all the time. For example, I have 98, 96, 96 and 98. So I will play them in 100 BPM. For presiding cue point on regular vinyl, you will need two stickers. One sticker will push a needle to the groove where your cue point is, and second sticker will show you position of the cue in this particular groove. So let's do this! Party people, your dreams have now been fulfilled. Uh, get your ass up and let's get ill. Ill. That's right, girl. Get your ass up and let's get ill.
Yeah, this album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I'd never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling for, that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. And all the niggas that were struggling, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all good, baby. Uh, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up Magic.